find out what the thing is that's making you self-sabotage. Are you fear of success? Are you fear of failure? Are you fear of losing control? Are you low self-worth? If you can know which one of these you believe is holding you back and the one that you believe is the reason for self-sabotage, then you can start to look at ways and processes about changing it. But until you figure out the pinpoint of what it is that's making you self-sabotage, it's going to be really hard to break this cycle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. It's Tuesday, and I was just saying that I'm absolutely exhausted. <laughs> it's My world feels like chaos at the moment, um, but it's an enjoyable chaos because I'm off to Sweden next week. So I've got two weeks off. So for those of you listening on the podcast, don't be surprised if you uh, have an absence for two weeks because I will be up in Sweden by a lake, my first... My, young little man's first holiday, which is exciting. We're taking him on a plane, which is a little bit nerve wracking. I hope he's going to be good, but luckily it's only a short trip in preparation for this inevitable 24-hour travel down to Australia at some point, probably the end of the year. So life at the moment is chaos. We are getting set up, making sure, you know, when you're away for two weeks, I was saying that, um, you know, I like to get everything set up so that when I'm away, you know, people don't bother me and I can just relax and it's a little bit more of an escape. And that obviously involves a lot more preparation in the week on top of the things that you're trying to do. And my little man is still a little man. And the last few nights have been extra tedious, shall we say. And so I was just saying that I'm exhausted. And if I start to ramble, I apologize. <laughs> but I'm here, I'm happy, and I'm grateful that all of you are here as well. I can't believe that I'm nearly up to episode 100 here, which is very exciting. Um, this really just started off, um, as an interview show and I wanted to interview some guests, but then, you know, I couldn't find people to interview, but I wanted to keep sharing my knowledge and I wanted to keep learning and putting things out there. So here we are almost 90 episodes later of mindset in trading, um, and, you know, different areas in which we can sort of develop our mindset, change our perspective and hopefully shift ourselves forward and build up to that level of success. I know that I have had some huge personal growth and development in that time period, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, so episode 100, we're going to try and bring back the interviews again. And I'm looking at interviewing the mentor, my personal mentor, someone who's helped me a lot in my journey, Teresa. Um, hopefully we'll be doing an interview with her sometime this week or in preparation for episode 100 for when I get back from Sweden in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited for that. Very grateful for the, the opportunity just to have general discussions with, you know, seven figure, eight figure earners and just be in the realms of people who have had great success is really just something that, um, you know, I think I've taken for granted a little bit and it's absolutely incredible. And I know, I don't know if 
people listening have had the opportunity, but every time I have a conversation with someone in that seven figure, eight figure realm, someone who's had great success, you can tell the difference. Like the conversation goes differently. The, the energy goes in a different way. And it's just, it's, it feels like a different conversation. And I'm so grateful to be in a position where I can have those conversations with those kind of people, um, especially some as genuine and friendly as Teresa. So Big shout out to her and the excitement for our interview coming up, which um, I'll be sharing with obviously everyone here once it's done and looking forward to that for episode 100. But other than that, I'm very grateful for the progress that I've had and just a continued um, appreciation and success with the show. And here we are, final week before I go to Sweden, and then we'll be coming back to kind of, yeah, episode 100, which I didn't realize I was up to until I was posting last week's episodes this weekend. So very excited for that, feeling very accomplished and very proud of myself so some gratitude for myself and the accomplishments that i have had over this this year and and last so very very happy now chucking into the chat some of your gratitude i see it coming through yes good for you thank you i'm grateful for all things relationship and outdoors yeah i can't wait to spend two weeks just out by a lake i'm grateful for the farmers who grow our food mother nature for providing the foundation of our needs and the universe for providing all the miracles that we see as everyday life. That's beautiful. It's a really good thing to find gratitude for. I like that. The farmer, my cousin's a farmer, so um, I should find some gratitude for him. I'm grateful for the sun shining in through my window as I'm sitting here in my office. I'm so grateful for the friends I've met along this journey of trading and the accountability we can have to each other to achieve success. Yes, it's so handy if you've got accountability buddies or partners or someone that you can be held accountable to. It really does help with progress. I know it's helped with me and there's a few people that I've gotten on and chatted to for a while. And, you know, if you can do it consistently and honestly, it's that those conversations start and they just kind of spitballs. Like I often say, you know, writing, it's the way to connect your conscious to your subconscious. So journaling, that's why journaling is a big thing, having a trading journal. Sometimes when I finish a session, I'll start to look back, I'll start writing and I'll be like, oh, oh, I and that's so that's there's the real reason why I'm doing this. And it's somewhere subconscious, something that's really um, not at the forefront. And that's why I really, really advocate writing um, and not even having to journal, but like writing to yourself. If you've got an issue or you want something to talk to, I definitely say have an accountability partner, someone you can go back and forth with. But also there's a lot of power in sitting down and writing out your thoughts and just seeing where it takes you. Um, OK. Told you a bit of a distraction there. So today, last week, we spoke a lot about um, the power of your words. And I actually also asked, and we spoke about the the linkage between um, emotion and time and how we're holding on to time or trying to predict the future or um, clinging on to the past experiences or the past trades that you've had and how they affect the current situation. And if we can detach from that, we'll have better results. I also asked what some of the biggest um, struggles were. And one of the things that came up most pretty much from everyone was self-sabotage okay so today i want to touch on self-sabotage a bit and we'll see how far we get and how far we'll go the rest of the week really trying to break this down and figure out where the self-sabotage is coming from why we're doing it and kind of touch on a little bit about what it actually is so to me self-sabotage is when people do things that block or prevent them from achieving their goals basically they start to have a little bit of success or start to make a little bit of change. And then they realize that that change is scary. And so they start to do things that stop that change from proceeding. Um, and this is why I say self-sabotage is basically our defense system against drastic change. 
I often find that for me in my past, and I and I've always wondered where my self sabotage comes from and why, because I've got a list of things that I'll go through here. And for a long time, I didn't realize, I didn't feel like that was it. I was like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And so I had to dive a little bit deeper to find out kind of what each of these meant in a bit more depth to find out maybe where my self-sabotage could be coming from. Because um, I feel like every time that I really do start to move forward and do like put in a lot of effort to something, I get to the point where it's just about to take off. And then I'm either onto a new project or I quit or I do something different or my focus goes on something completely different. And, you know, for my early 20s and traveling and all that sort of stuff it was fine but now as I start to you know I've entered my 30s and I'm starting to get a little bit more family oriented and stuff like that it starts to get a bit frustrating why um, I keep bouncing around and can never really stay focused and committed onto something which I feel like I've changed now I feel like I'm on the path of something that I'm 100% committed to but I'm still finding that in that path in that journey whenever I start to make progress whenever some things start to grow then the self-sabotage comes within that. And, you know, I'm stuck in this loop of progress, 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 failure, self-pity, figuring out what that was, changing my mindset and going around again. And don't get me wrong, I'm definitely taking huge steps forward. And I think I've come a very, very long way. And I'm hoping that all the lessons that I have reached and all the times I've re-self-sabotaged, I've been able to take lessons and put them into words, which is, you know, the point of this entire podcast. And so hopefully other people can learn from my mistakes or relate and try and move forward at a faster rate than I have. Again, the whole purpose of this. But if we go down the path of what is self-sabotage and look really um, kind of deep into it, I think two things. One, like I said before, self-sabotage is our defense system against drastic change. And I'll go into that a little bit more. But I also think that it's, um, it's our subconscious way of saying, nope, actually, I don't want to do that. Consciously, you might want something. Like if you're a trader right now and you're on these podcasts and you're on the trading call, I can almost guarantee that consciously you want to be a trader. 100%. Like it would be weird if you were on these calls and trading if you didn't actually want to be a trader. Now I'll get, there is a caveat to that, but what the subconscious might not like is the changes that come along with that. And this is where we have to go a little bit deeper when we're looking at why we're self-sabotaging and the mistakes that we're making and the, why we're not following our trading rules. Because we might not think, okay, what is it that this will result in that I don't like? And there can be a number of things. So just going through my list of subconscious negative habits um, and reasons why we may self-sabotage. So the one that I think is the most common is lack of self-worth. So low self-esteem, and this can stem and like everything I say on this podcast, basically, this comes from childhood. Everything comes from childhood. All trauma comes from instances where your prefrontal cortex hasn't had time to protect you with rational thought from the emotional brain that connects to these feelings of self-doubt or, or your, not self-doubt, but self-worth, self-esteem, all these sort of things, and pretty much where your core beliefs are connected to. So self-sabotage definitely comes in line with your core beliefs and often your limiting core beliefs. And so if you really want to get back to it, I, there's a large portion of people who self-sabotage, I think can go back to their childhood and go, okay, how was I treated? How was I mistreated? Did, you know, maybe an abandoned or an apparent, a parent that wasn't there regularly try to ignore me. So therefore I got the belief that I'm worth, you know, I'm not worthy of being acknowledged and I'm not worthy of attention and I'm not really worthy of growth or whatever it is. Now you, for many people, this is true. And I definitely think that writing, like I said at the start, will start to uncover this. 
And I'm going to go into a few things at the end where, you know, you can write down in this process. Um, but we have lack of self-worth, fear of success, which is another big thing I think a lot of people have. What what will it be like when you truly make it? What will it be like when this really takes off? And how will your life, how will your life look? Now, if you've got a relationship with money of rich people are bad, or you only um, can be rich by stop stepping on other people, or you know, the really truly wealthy have taken from someone else's pocket, or any of those negative connotations to having a lot of money, then this fear of success can be very profound because what's happening is the person that you're going to become or that you think you're going to become will clash with um, your belief system. So the change in identity that you'll have is actually um, colliding with the limiting core, like some of the core beliefs you have about wealth and money and um, all that sort of stuff. And so you need to look at why do I have this core belief about people who are rich? Is it true? Is it not? And is it okay if I shift my identity to be in line with that? Because if you are trying to shift your identity, which is really where you have to be, like you will be whoever your identity is and who you believe your identity to be. And if you believe yourself to be a millionaire trader, successful, you will become that person. But if that goes against your core value of rich people are mean, snobby, blah, 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 and you have this negative um, connotation towards that, then it's going to be very, very hard to shift your self, your identity into a place that goes against your core values. Does that make sense to people? Please check some ones in the chat if you understand that, because this is really important. And I think there's three aspects to this. Um, and this I'll go into this in a second, and it's called defensive failure. Um, and one of them is your identity. The other one's your core beliefs and whether you really want to do something. So it's an important aspect. Fear of success, Okay. What will really happen? Who will you really become when this works out? And sometimes when you start to have the success, you fear the person you'll become, you self-sabotage. Fear of failure. So many people fear failure. They're, they're scared of failing. And so what they do is they actually fail with intent because then they've got a justification. So rather than failing, like just actually going out, trialing, trying, pull forward and don't know what the outcome is going to be. I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. Fail and learn, fail and learn. They will put some kind of failure in place, which they can control. And this actually links to the last one on my list, which is the need to be in control, which coincidentally, and of all these things that I've been researching about, I think the last one is kind of where I sit, which is which has been a bit of an eye opener for me. So we've got lack of self-worth, fear of success, fear of failure, familiarity. So making assumptions based on past experiences. This ties in really well with our time-based emotions. You know, what's happened in the past, I'm going to link myself to that. And so therefore I'm comfortable with that. And sometimes we actually make the outcome similar to what's happened in the past because we can deal with that. But what we can't deal with is a new result. So let's say you're used to maybe failing a challenge. Then you can handle that. You know the emotional process. You know how that feels. You know what comes after that. And you sometimes go, ah, this is getting the idea of not having this is uncomfortable. So I want to go back into that familiarity zone, that, that place where I'm comfortable. Even though it's a failure, I know how to handle that failure. And so this can be kind of the familiarity, the familiarity paradigm, which we get stuck into. And I think the more you, if you've gotten to a certain point, you've actually gotten kind of used to failing at trading and kind of used to making the same mistakes. 
And so we get stuck in this familiarity turmoil and we just keep self-sabotaging because we're worried about what happens when we break out of that, breaking out of that comfort zone. Even though this comfort zone is a negative comfort zone, which is withholding you, still the fear subconsciously of being outside of that is terrifying. So we keep making the same mistakes. So inconsistency and conflicting thoughts. Now, this is kind of similar to what I was saying before. If your thoughts are conflicting with your core values, so if your thoughts are, you know, maybe... I will become this person and maybe I'm actually going to be a snobby, rich asshole, but I don't want to be that. That's my entity. My, my value is not to be snobby or do negative things with money. Then your thought pattern, which is trying to break you out of the comfort zone is conflicting with your values. And therefore you, you just keep yourself stuck in this, this loop. So the next one is social or peer pressure. Now this is, um, I'd like to say quite an obvious one. Uh, sometimes you're the, you know, the friends you're around, the family that you've got around you, all this kind of thing they're expecting you to be a certain way, behave a certain way and do a certain group of things that are comfortable for them. So as soon as you start to do things that are different to that, as soon as you start to personal grow, as soon as you start to, um, you know, not meet up on the weekend for beers and start going for jogs instead, then you start to become marginalized. You start to become looked at as different or people start to think, ah, oh, they're changing. I don't know if I like that. And then there's that fear of losing friends and fear of being outcast and fear of being separation, separated. So this social peer pressure Actually, go, oh, okay, I'm actually comfortable with my friends. I'm comfortable with my family. I'm scared of losing them. So I'm just going to keep, you know, screw going to the gym. I'm going to drink the beers instead. Okay. So you self-sabotage by just staying with the social group and just staying with the peer, the peer pressure that you've got, because it's much harder to change everyone around you than it is just to do the bad things or to break out and go find new friends who are doing new things than it is just to stay where you are. So this social peer pressure can create this self-sabotage. And then the need to be in control. So this, um, I'm going to relate this back to the failure part. Sometimes the need to be in control stems from, I don't know what's going to happen if I fully go into this and follow my rules 100%. But if I make this mistake, then at least I have an excuse. I'm, I have an excuse or a reason why I'm failing. And so, but I can control that reason. Oh, well, you know, I've got a baby, so I'm tired. So therefore, that's that's my excuse. And you know, if I really wanted to be successful, then I know what I could do to do that. And so therefore, I'm now in control. And so this need to be in control of everything becomes completely null and void when you give it 100% without making excuses, without um, you know doing the the routine failures, which keeps you in that place. So if you've got something where you go, oh yeah. I would be really good at success at trading if I just followed my rules or if I just, and you know exactly what it is, then maybe that's your way of subconsciously controlling what you do. Because imagine if you did follow your rules and you still weren't successful, then you've lost the control. Then you have to start finding something new, start finding the other reasons. And so you lose the control of why you're in the comfortable place you're in. And basically what you're doing is saying, I have complete control over my situation and the reason I'm not doing it is because of, I know that if I just change this thing, then I, then I will be. The scary thing is what if you do change that thing and you're not? What if you do change that thing and it doesn't work out how you think it is? Then you lose the control. So you keep self-sabotaging so that psych psychologically you remain in control. But the problem with that is you prefer the control over the change. And so therefore you never actually give it a go and you never actually make the change. Okay. So we kind of have this 
cycle that we go through where it's comfortability. I'm sick of my current situation. So I'm going to go do something about it. Then you start to feel this change. All of a sudden you realize that this change is actually hard and uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what the outcome is going to be like. I don't know if I like this. So subconsciously you allow the old bad habits back in. And you might notice this if you've you know, done a, a health kick for a month and then all of a sudden you start to get fit, you start to get healthy. And then what happens? You, oh, my bad habits have come back in. And then you get back to the comfortable stage and it's fine for a while. And this cycle just repeats and repeats and repeats until basically the pain of where you are is just so much greater than the fear of the unknown. And so finally, you know, you jump. But how long do you stay in this cycle for? How long do you keep self-sabotaging before you actually make that change? And this is the problem. This is the question I suppose we want to ask ourselves. How long are we going to remain in this self-sabotaging cycle before we actually make the change? And why don't we just try to observe our mistakes, try to understand our patterns and behaviors, our core values, and make them now rather than doing the cycle over and over and over and over again, banging our head against the wall, wondering why we're not changing. Why don't we just try and give it a go? Find out what the thing is that's making you self-sabotage. Are you fear of success? Are you fear of failure? Are you fear of losing control? Are you low self-worth? If you can know which one of these you believe is holding you back and the one that you believe is the reason for self-sabotage, then you can start to look at ways and processes about changing it. But until you figure out the pinpoint of what it is that's making you self-sabotage, it's going to be really hard to break this cycle. Okay, so this thing called defensive failure, and this comes from someone I was listening to called Amanda, Amanda Cowell, I think. Apologies for butchering that name. Um, but basically, there's three psychological aspects to why we kind of fail with intent. And this failure is what keeps the um, is the self-sabotage and it keeps us in our spot. And when we start to break free from it, we're like, oh, I accidentally failed at this. Or, you know, maybe this was an excuse and, and these self-sabotaging habits come back. So the first one is you think you can't do it. You actually don't believe you can do it. So psychologically, you're like, yeah, I can try this. And remember, we spoke about um, internal belief and actual belief. I can't remember. The, um, that was a few weeks back, and I've completely forgotten the two terms. I told you I'm tired today. My apologies. Um, but basically, belief that it can be done and then belief that you can do it. And this is the very first thing on this list of three. Do you actually believe that you can do it? Or are you just going through the process hoping that something is going to change that goes, oh, maybe I can now? And if you don't believe you can do it, go down and figure out why you don't believe you can do it and start to work there because you truly need to believe that this is possible for you before you're going to start to have the progress. Because if you don't believe that, everything that you're doing is just hope. It's like, oh, I hope this will work out. I mean, I've seen other people do it. So maybe, maybe it'll be good for me. No, I need to believe that I can do it and it's going to fucking happen no matter what. That's the certainty you need in yourself before you're going to start to really find that progress. Number two, your identity. People like me don't do things like this. Maybe people like me aren't actually a millionaire trader. Maybe people like me don't have seven-figure bank accounts. People like me don't go on these huge vacations and don't live a life of freedom. This is your identity. And so this is the psychological aspect of my identity does not match my beliefs. Okay, you need to shift your identity to be the kind of person who truly believes, number one, that you can do these things. So this defensive failure comes in when you go, oh, people like me don't do this. So you haven't identified as the kind of person who's going to be a successful trader. 
So therefore, if you're not the person who's a successful trader, you're the person who keeps trying and failing at trading, right? So if you haven't identified with the person who is a successful and disciplined trader, then what do you do? You keep making these same mistakes and you're like, oh, see, people like me just don't have this kind of success. People like me don't get lucky. People like me don't have these huge accounts. People like me can't handle this kind of money. This negative self-talk, this comes along with the self-sabotage. It's like hand in hand. Negative self-talk promotes low self-esteem, which promotes um, self-sabotaging. Okay. And number three, you don't actually want to do it. Okay. There's intrinsic reasons and extrinsic reasons on why we do things. Intrinsic is, oh, I really want this. Like, it's so curious to me. I can't wait to have the success in this. Like, I'm so passionate about this. I don't care what anyone else thinks. This is where my heart is. This is where I want to go. Extrinsic reasons is, you know what? It'd be cool to um, go show off to the neighbor. Like, look at me. I'm a millionaire trader. Haha, <laughs> showed you. Or, yes, I'm making my mom and dad proud. Like, yes, I can show them that I did something great. Or, you know, maybe I can't wait to be a millionaire trader so that I can take the tourist snaps on Instagram and show them to all my friends and show my high school bully that I was successful. These are extrinsic reasons, and these are never going to be strong enough to make you successful. Do you want to do it because you want to do it? And if you do want to do it and you've got the intrinsic reasons that it's from the core of you going, yes, I want this, then you're going to find a way to do it. But if you're doing it for other people and you think, oh, I should do it because this is the way it means to an end, this is, you know, usually if you are doing it for other reasons, it's a should and your goal is the X dollar amount account. I'm going to learn this so that I can have a million dollars. It should be, I'm going to learn to do this because I want to be a trader who has the freedom to sit at my computer for an hour each day, do something I love and have an endless amount of money because of it. Intrinsic reasons will provide you with an infinite gameplay psych, 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 psyche to trading. Extrinsic reasons will give you a finite gameplay method at trading because you'll be like, I want to do it to show someone else X, Y, Z. And once I've done that, hooray, I've achieved it. Intrinsically, you'll go, I want this to every single bit of me wants this and I'm going to keep doing it until I've got it. And when I've got it, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to love it. And it's going to be who I am. And I'm going to be very successful at it. Okay. Now there's a lot more I can go into this, but unfortunately we're running out of time. Um, so I'm probably going to cut it off there, but I hope this is making sense. So we need to figure out why we're self-sabotaging. What is it? What is it inside you that you are struggling with belief in yourself? What core value of you is struggling to say yes to this? You know, do you really want it? Are you happy to identify with the kind of person who's got a six, seven, eight figure account? Or is it a facade? And do you actually believe you can do it? Because if you do have all these three things, you're going to be unstoppable. But if you don't have one of these three things, then there's probably some level of self-esteem, fear of success, fear of failure, um, you know, fear of losing control, social peer pressure, inconsistent or conflicting thoughts, and familiar or familiarity. One of those things is probably holding you in the place that you that you are right now, and you got to figure out what that is. And from there figure out what core belief is holding you to that system and then figure out a way that we can either shift our core belief, which is the preferred way, or change our environment and change our habits and change our behaviors so that we can actually get rid of that negative limiting belief and stop the self-sabotage and get you the seven, eight, nine, ten figure account that you deserve. Okay. Makes sense. Chuck some ones in the chat. If you have 
gotten something out of that. Oh, I have some self-reflecting to do. This was powerful. Perfect. Thank you. That's what I like to hear. Yes, everyone has a lot of self-reflecting to do pretty much all the time. So do it. Go in. Get your journal. Write down. Listen to the things I've said. Listen to this podcast again. Go through the things and be like, do I have this? And write down reasons why. Have a discussion with yourself on paper. You'll learn so much about yourself that you never knew existed. All right. I'm a few minutes over. So we're going to scoot on over. Make sure you read your trading journal. Make sure you read your trading plan. Make sure you do all of your stuff. There's routine that should get you onto your trading. And then, um, yeah, to the people listening on the podcast, much love. See you on Thursday. Bye.